just a, a burden, a weight of the world that we're living in today. There's times you can sense the oppression, um, that you can sense the evil, and and there's times that just the battle of life can can really be hard, and it's like, what am I supposed to do in this? And and in realizing, as we mentioned this morning, that we're here to be part of God's story. And what a great, great privilege that is, that we are able to be that. And and yet, in the midst of it, so you realize we are living history. I'm not living history farms. We are living history. Someday... What we're living right now, people will be reading about in history books. So, we're the ones that are on the playing field right now, if you please. We're the ones that are on the stage. We are the ones in the story of God that is active right now. And and as we let Him write the script, not us, and we submit to His script, that he will show us what to do. And in 1 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32, it says, Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their command. So, of the sons of Issachar... It said of them, and what a what a comment, what a compliment that they had an understanding of the times, and they knew what to do. Now, it really helps if you understand what's going on around you in any situation. Um, when you understand what's going on around you you have a much better chance of knowing what to do. And we are, as I said, in the story. And and we need to understand some of the things that are going on around us. And tonight I I wanna I wanna touch on some of these things. Um you know I just don't feel we can just keep that we can just go with our head down, straight ahead, like nothing's happening around us. We need to know what's going on around us. And um, it's amazing some of the information that is available. And when you start learning from history, you start seeing that there's nothing new under the sun. And and I read I read an article. It was entitled, Four Steps of a Coup, meaning an overthrow. And I I, want to share these with you. This is just part of what we're looking at tonight. And these have been done throughout history. Number one is to manipulate the information. In other words, to take over the media. Anything that doesn't fit the narrative of those that, and we'll just say, of Satan's forces, 
if it doesn't fit the narrative of that, the media ignores it. I don't know if you know how much censorship is going on in, in all the forms of media. I don't care which form it is, absolutely in the, the major media networks, but in, in Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, every form of, there is major censorship. Um, hundreds of, of PragerU videos have been pulled down because they didn't fit the narrative of what the left wants. And I'll say the left, it's, it's Satan's cause. Um, understanding the times. Jan Markell had an article last, a week ago yesterday. And, um, a program, I should say. YouTube immediately pulled it down. I mean, I'm just saying these things to say to you. We used to think that's what happens in the Soviet Union. That's what's happening right here. And, and they only want people to hear what they want to hear and manipulating the information. Um, I'm curious, how many of you have heard of Canon Hinnant? Anybody heard of Canon Hinnant? A few of you have. He's a five-year-old boy that was um, shot in the head, executed in his own front yard in front of his own sisters. Um, but you've never heard anything of that on the news. I'm not even going into anything more on the details. But why do we hear about one death, but we don't hear about the... Many deaths that happen every weekend or every week in Chicago and Philadelphia and New York and, and Des Moines and so on. Why? Because certain things fit their narrative and certain things don't. So, number one, manipulate information. Number two, I was kind of dumbfounded when I read this, but defund the police. And we think, this is something new. We've never heard of this. <clears throat> no, it's not new. It's been happening over and over again in history. In 1933, Hitler appointed Hermann Göring as the Minister of Interior. His first orders were to defund and eliminate police departments so they would not interfere with the brown shirts. And the brown shirts, um, and this doesn't, uh, this doesn't mean anything. I was pretty ignorant about the brown shirts. How many of you know what the brown shirts, okay? A few of you, okay? But the brown shirts, also known as stormtroopers, were individuals, groups, raised up that would storm into meetings in opposition, that the meetings were in opposition to their program. They would storm into these meetings, shouting down speakers and disrupting meetings. They also were committed to rioting, burning, beating up, and killing citizens in an effort to sway elections. 
Does that sound familiar? Defunding the police. Why? So that evil will not be restrained. Police are there to enforce the law. And, and this is evil creates fear. If there's no protection, the fear is even greater. They, they went into cities and destroyed buildings. In one night, they destroyed 7,000 Jewish stores and then set the capital on fire. I, I meant to copy it. I don't, I didn't, but I just read this afternoon in Minneapolis, Oh, man. I want to say, I'll get the figures for you, but it's like 1,500 businesses have been put out of business in Minneapolis alone. And and $55 million, I think it was. No, it's more than that. But it's just... I talked to a guy several weeks ago that used to live in St. Paul, and he said, we're going up to Minneapolis area, and we decided to drive through that, and he said it literally looked like a war zone. See, it's, it's all part of Satan's program and to defund the police. The third one I'm not going to spend much time on, it is to dearm the citizens and and the second amendment is very very important in our history not just because to people that love guns but it, if you want to know more on the the correlation between the second amendment and religious liberty they are tied at the hip and the reason that we have the second amendment is our founders wanted to ensure religious liberty and if you want to know more about that, see me afterwards and I'll, I'll get you the link on that. Number four is to, is the removal of statutes and history. I mean, I read those things and it's like, wow, um, all of them are here. Maybe number three hasn't happened, but they're sure pushing toward that. And, and again, they want to rewrite history. To paint the nation as bad so that they can say, and they're, they're saying this, that the nation was bad from its very start. And so in order to fix it, we need to tear down everything in order to start over. And, and that's, that's their whole purpose in all of these things. Has it, did it ever dawn on you, um, many of these that are even calling for statutes to be torn down have been in office for 30, 40 years, but all of a sudden now they find the statutes in the White House offensive, so they think they need to be done. No, they find the time is right for them to pursue their cause even further. So, they want to rewrite history. And honestly, um, I, I grew up, I was born in 55, so I went to school in 60. 
I was educated in the 60s, and in the late 60s was the Vietnam War. And, and really, all of my education, I didn't hear how great America was. There were a lot of good things, but I was, I was beginning to hear how bad America is, especially in relation to the Vietnam War. That really, really advanced the cause. And, and anything, just about anything that I learned of the hand of God in American history, I had to learn that on my own after I was out of school. And I say that, sad to say, many times in regard to Christian education. But the reality is, if you hear, if we've heard for 50 years, America's bad, America's bad, is it any wonder they're saying America's bad? And, and yet, the hand of God, it's not America we're talking about, it's the hand of God. Um, in understanding um, Marxist or anti-God tactics, and Marxism is, is anti-God. Marx dedicated his life to Lucifer, and, and it is. But, for example, after World War II, many countries were given liberty, and, um, and these countries that were given liberty, Russia would send in the KGB to identify groups that had grievances and organize them to protest and riot and set buildings on fire and bribe the media or threaten the media and blame leadership. And then they would cultivate leadership in the military that would lead to coups, take throw, overthrowing the government, and that's how Russia expanded their ways. Sad to say... Because we know this work, the U.S. has done some of the exact same things in different areas around the country, sad to say, because this is, this is how you overthrow. Marxism always creates class warfare. What do you hear nowadays? Our nation is so divided. They want it to be divided. They're pushing division. The divisions about race the divisions about abortion, the divisions about gender identity, the divisions about climate change, the divisions about marriage, and you can go all the way down from from nuclear marriage, from biblical marriage, to all the way down to now it's uh, polyamorous marriages, open marriages, all of these things, the divisions with, with Black Lives Matter. Did you know Black Lives Matter has raised over a billion, one billion with a B, not million, one billion dollars. And you know where much of that has come? From, from the guilt they've put on places like Hy-Vee and big businesses that donate money out of, really, it's fraud. But do you know where that money's going? It's not going to help black lives. It's going to the Democratic Party. And, and it is. It's funneled into this blue fund. Some, I'm not saying all of it. But the whole purpose of this 
is to bring chaos in order to bring change. So we ask this, why is there this hatred for America? Well, I just, I just sat down and I came up with five things why I believe. This is just me. Number one, it has a God-honoring foundation. Our founding fathers quoted the Bible. They got their ideas from the Bible. They were dependent. I'm not saying all of them were born-again Christians, but they had a respect for the Word of God. And God, from the Mayflower, we've mentioned that. I'm not going to go in to the glory of God. Secondly, because our nation has been built on Judeo-Christian principles. In other words, it is built on biblical principles. And Satan hates that. And he has many, many groups. Islam is just a, an army of Satan, okay? Uh, Black Lives Matter, that's another one. The, the whole um, gender thing, that's another one. Do you ever, do you ever wonder why the feminists don't complain about Islam? I mean, Islam treats women horrible. Why don't they ever complain about them? Because they're on the same team. They don't know it, but Satan's directing it. And, and they hate Christianity and they hate Judeo-Christian principles. So they hate America. Number three, why the hatred for America? Because there really has not been any nation throughout its history as committed to the spreading of the gospel as the United States of America. It's not the country that has been committed to it, but the country has created an atmosphere where Christianity has prospered and Christians have obeyed God through the ages and have sent missionaries out literally around the world. And it's the spiritual warfare that we're in, the spreading of the gospel. They also hate America because we are the number one best friend of Israel. And when that ceases, we're in big trouble. But they hate Israel because Israel is of God. So see, it all comes back, they hate God. And so they, they hate anything that gives glory to God, anything that reference to God. And then number five, I say, because we are an obstacle, right now, we are an obstacle to globalism. And they want a one-world government under their control, and we are standing in the way of that, and that's what prompts all the hatred. These issues, climate change, that's not the issue. It's not about the issues. It's about the power. They're going to use these things. Do you know, do you know what Hitler did with the brown shirts? Have you, have you heard the term useful idiots? And, and this is how they referred to them. They got these people and recruited them to go, the brown shirts, go disrupt and riot and burn. And the nation was in chaos. And so they, they wanted someone to save them. And Hitler came in, the one, the very one that raised up this chaos. 
He came in and solved it. And you want to know what he did with the brown shirts? He executed them on the spot. They were, they were useful idiots to them. We'll use them. They don't even know why we're using them. These people today in our nation that are doing these things have no idea why they're doing it in the grand scope of things. And, and things are not going to be good for them when they get what they're wanting. And they will be destroyed. And so that's why they create chaos so that someone can come in which sets the stage, I believe, totally for the Antichrist to come in and we'll solve this and they'll bring peace. I mean, the whole world is in uproar. The, the Middle East is, is in disaster. The whole world is. So, we say, okay, um, I hope now you don't say, Pastor, let's pray, go have a good week, okay? Because this is all bad news, isn't it? Let me let me share with you Robert Winthrop, a descendant of Governor Winthrop, the first governor of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Robert served as a representative and senator of Massachusetts and was a speaker of the House of Representatives. He was also the president of the Massachusetts Bible Society. In an address he gave to the annual meeting of the Massachusetts Bible Society, he stated this, and I quote, All societies of men must be governed in some way or other. The less they may have a stringent state government, the more they must have of individual self-government. The less they rely on public law or physical force, the more they must rely on private moral restraint. Man, in a word, must necessarily be controlled either by a power within them or by a power without them. Either by the word of God or by the strong arm of man. Either by the Bible or by a bayonet. It may do for other countries and other governments to talk about the state supporting religion. Here, under our own free institution, it is religion which must support the state. So what he's saying is, a people that is not governed inwardly by the principles of God's Word will be governed by tyrants. will be governed by force. Real, it's either the Bible or bayonets that's going to rule you, is what he said. John Adams said, We have no government armed with power capable of contending with the human passions unbridled by morality and religion. And when, when they spoke of religion, they were speaking of Christianity. It wasn't just have a religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution is designed only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for any other. 
Do, do you understand what they're saying here? I mean, it all comes down to God ruling in our hearts. It all comes down, as we said, the script this morning. Whose script are we going by? So, um, what do I need to do? What do I do? Let me just quickly list some things. Number one, realize how desperately we need God. And I first of all mean individually. As we mentioned this morning, we are all fallen and broken. And we don't just need God to save us. We need God. We are naturally liars. We are naturally deceivers and proud and rebellious and blame shifters and selfish. We're naturally failing. We're we're creatures that are in big trouble because we're believing deadly lies. And you pile all of us that are individually like that, you pile all of us together, we're in big trouble apart from God. And we desperately need God. And we need to come to the point where we individually say, God, I desperately need you. Secondly, we need to quit the junk food. Um, there's a song that was written years ago. Rise up, O men of God, have done with lesser things. Do you hear what he's saying? Rise up, O men of God, have done with lesser things. Give heart and soul and mind and strength to serve the King of Kings. Lesser things that don't matter. God's helping us with that through this COVID thing. Shutting down a lot of things. Be done with lesser things. Give heart and soul and mind and strength to serve the King of Kings. So it's okay. Applying the, the reality of this. I, I am not going, this isn't going to help me. So I'm not going to bring it into my life. Quit the junk food. Thirdly, personally taste the goodness of God. And that only comes as I personally go to the Lord, as I personally walk with the Lord, as I personally let Him write my story, personally taste, wow, God is so good. Even when Stephen was being stoned, his face shone with the countenance that God is good. I mean, I wish I was there. I'm not there. But to be able to have the that I know that God is good. Number four, memorize and meditate on Scripture. You you get meditating on all these things, and you might say, well, why did you tell us about them? Because I want you to know what a serious mess we're in. But if all you think on is, is the things that are here, um, you're going to be in a mess. I don't... I don't know why anyone would watch the national news. What time is it on? You don't want to say because you don't want people to know you. 5.30. It is lie, 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 lie. If you, want to, if you want to fill your life with lies, fill it with that. I mean, it is. It's promoting. I don't even know why 
any of the news, really. I mean, you get the, you get the, I used to think WHO is a conservative voice of the Midwest. They're pipelining all the garbage right to us like everybody else, unless you tune in to Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and some of them. But I'm saying the 6 o'clock news, the 6 o'clock news, you know. I wasn't planning to go there either, but we're here, okay? Think on the things that are good. That's what he says, Philippians 4.8. I mean, you get thinking on all this stuff, and, well, I can't go there, okay? Listen to good preaching. If you have to go to a different church to find it, go do it, okay? No, I'm not talking about in church. I'm talking about during the week. And we have no reason to not just fill ourselves with good preaching. Bot Radio Network, this is not an advertisement for him. It's an outright promotion of him, okay? They're not paying me to say this. It 107.9, not 107.1, 107.9, Bot Radio Network. You can download the app and you can listen to it live or you can pick your programs. They have a steady diet of biblical preaching. It's preaching, preaching, preaching is all it is. And, and if you will go to that, and, and I'm not saying I agree with everything on it, but I'll tell you, if I'd, I'll, I'd lot rather have you listen to that than anything else. And I've found people that listen have a heart to that, they grow. I don't care. Somehow, there's all, there's all kinds of apps. I mean, you can get apps coming out your ears, but just listen to find good preaching and fill yourself with it. Number one, it takes your mind off all this other garbage. And it builds our faith. Number six, actively plant the seeds of the gospel. This is a time we need to actively be planting the seeds of the gospel. I don't care what seeds you use. If it's those cards that we have, we've got plenty of them back there. Pick up more. We need to be planting them. If we don't plant the seed, it's not going to produce fruit. And if we really believe God is soon returning, we need to be warning people. We need to be at least giving them an opportunity. Hey, would you watch this video, this one on salvation? Would you watch that? We we need to be planting seeds, you know. We're more worried about something that the survival rate is 99.6% than we are the survival rate, which is zero. Zero people that die without Christ go to heaven. And we're we're more worried about four-tenths of one percent living physically then we are about people dying and spending eternity in the lake of fire. And that's what all of this is about. Satan wants to keep people lost. And anything that would, would bring order and would make it peaceable and quiet, First Timothy 3, that we can present the gospel, he wants to destroy that and, and, 
and bring chaos so that the truth will not be known. And lastly, we must speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15 We must speak the truth in love. It is, it is important that we stand for what is right, not with an angry, bitter spirit. I mean, all throughout history, people have been willing to lay down their lives for the cause of Christ. And they did it. And he said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil. So we're saying, God, would you bless me? And God says, okay, I'm going to have people revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil. No, that's not the blessing that I wanted. What were you thinking? I mean, make my bank account grow, make my hair grow, and make me healthy and everything like that. I I was just looking at some that the the reflection was shining back off me, okay? But we need to stand for God and speak the truth to represent Christ. Christ is the only answer. And, 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 okay, Christ is the only answer. And if we can get in and, and support, um, positions and platforms that make it more conducive to present Christ, then we need to do that. And if that succeeds, we say yes and we keep planting. If it doesn't succeed, we say yes and we keep planting regardless of what comes in life. And we keep representing Christ. Now, this hasn't been a normal thing. And um, you are the strong ones because you're here tonight. But we really, we let me add another thing. We need to pray like we've never prayed before. We need to pray that people controlled by fear would be set free from the bondage of fear. We need to be, we need to pray that evil would be restrained and, and wickedness would, would be restrained until the Lord comes and He removes the restrainer. That's what He says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we need to pray for our elected officials and we need to pray that God would empower us and, and use us. But things aren't Things aren't just going to go back the way they were. I mean, we you, it's not going to happen. And yet, God is in control and, and we can trust Him. Elizabeth Elliot said, God will not protect you from anything that will make you more like Jesus. You think about that. We know God's wanting to make all of us more like Him. And, and we can, we can rest in that and rejoice in that. And, um, I, maybe tonight this has created questions. Write them down and give them to me. I'll seek to answer them. I don't have, I don't have many answers at all. I don't even know the questions. You ever gone into a test and you didn't even know what the questions were? You ever had a verbal test and they ask you a question, uh, 
could you repeat that again? Because you're trying to buy more time, you know what I mean? But I know the Spirit of God will lead us. And He'll give us the next step if we allow Him to work in our lives. So, don't be discouraged. God is in control. God is using this. Satan means it for evil. Um, Satan thinks, man, I'm bringing it about, and God's just, you know, God sees him walking right up to his own noose. You know what I'm saying? He's already defeated him. He's already conquered him. God is not sweating any of this. He says, this is going just like I planned. And we can rejoice in that. The best is yet to come. We know the best is there. We don't know between here and there. We'd like to say it's 20 minutes. Wouldn't that be nice if at 8 o'clock tonight, that's 25 minutes, okay? But we don't know. It may be five years. It may be ten years. I have no idea. I have some wishes and hopes. But um, at the same time, we are here to plant and water and see that God gives the increase. And God wants to save many, many souls. And um, we have that opportunity. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for Your Word and for truth. I am so grateful for these people here tonight. And I pray Your blessing on each of us, Lord. We all face different battles And Lord, I pray that our faith would be strong. I pray that that we would know the power of You at work in our lives. And Lord, that come what may, we would be faithful to You. I pray that You'd give us wisdom from above to to respond to people, to, to cause people to come one step closer to You to cause people to think about eternity. Lord, I pray that our lives would be lived in such a way that we would know Your power in us and that then people could see You in our lives and be brought to glorify You as a result. Lord, this is beyond us. These are things we've never faced before, but it's not new to you, and it's not apart from your grace, that you promise your grace to every situation and every need. And so, Lord, we plead your mercies. We plead for a working of revival in our land. We pray that you would bring a a restraining of the evil and, and exposing of the lies that righteousness would go forth, that You would bring a great harvest of souls. And we know, Lord, it's not about saving America. It's about glorifying You. It's about seeing souls saved. And we do thank You for the heritage that You've given us. But Lord, we need a fresh working of Your mighty hand. And we plead this only in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen.